you have a Bible, would you please open it now to the book of Acts today in chapter 16. We will be looking at the first 15 verses. I know that I've already mentioned a little bit about the first five verses, but I'm going to say a little more about that. Um, as we continue our journey together toward Acts, we're going to now begin the second missionary journey, so-called second missionary journey of the Apostle, where the Gospel actually makes its way toward and in Europe. Um, although Paul wanted to go to Asia. But that's, uh, we're going to find out how the Lord guided him and Silas and Timothy. Hear now the word of the Lord as we begin in chapter 16, verse 1. Paul came also to Derbe and to Lystra. A disciple was there named Timothy, the son of a Jewish woman who was a believer, but his father was a Greek. He was well spoken of by the brothers at Lystra and Iconium. Paul wanted Timothy to accompany him, and he took him and circumcised him because of the Jews who were in those places, for they all knew that his father was a Greek. As they went on their way through the cities, they delivered to them for observance the decisions that had been reached by the apostles and elders who were in Jerusalem. So the churches were strengthened, and they went th uh, through the region of Phrygia and Galatia in Asia. And when they had come up to Mysia, they attempted to allow them. So passing by Mysia, they went down to Troas and standing there urging him and saying, come over to Macedonia and help. We sought, notice the change in the pronoun here, to we, the team and part of the journey. Immediately we sought to go on into Macedonia. So setting sail from Troas, we made a direct voyage and from there to Philippi, which is the leading city of the district in this city some days. And on the Sabbath day, we went outside the gate to the riverside who had come together. One who heard us was a woman named Elizabeth, who was a worshiper of God. The Lord opened her heart. She was baptized and her household as well. She urged us saying, if they, and she pre prevailed upon us. This is a, that you would prepare and open our hearts to receive the seed the living seed, the word may work in us that which is well-pleasing in your sight. We pray for those who do not, so that they might receive it and welcome it. And we pray that you here at Spring Meadows, and we pray in Jesus' name, amen. There are three things I want to call your attention to. First, they pick up a new helper, respond to a cry of help from Troas, and number three, God opens a business known today from this text. Paul's intention for this second missionary and strengthen the churches established on his first missionary journey. In chapter of the book of 1 Thessalonians, you will see one of the most beautiful pictures who had responded to his ministry, who were under his care. And so he found him a much more extensive, extensive mission plan. Paul and Saul up en route a helper to replace John Mark. Having accomplished their steps to Troas, a northern port 
on the Aegean Sea the good news about Jesus. Let me repeat that. God sent Paul a night vision uh, in Lystra. Paul and Silas walked northwest through the Cilician of Timothy. Timothy would become the helper and assistant that told him to take wine for his stomach and his natural timidity. Timothy consent Thessalonians and Philemon. In fact, uh, the fact that believers that wasn't neat and clean and seemed to be very messy, God provided for him there was a Greek. And rabbis discourage such mixed marriages. Children of Christian and pagan marriages are also set apart in the kingdom as an uncircumcised Jew in disobedience to these to willing to live as a Jew observing the law. So Paul adults need not become Jews, so Jews do not have to act like Gentiles to believe. The rumor that Paul discouraged Jews from circumcising their sons was farting Gentile freedom from circumcision, but also summoning Gentiles. Thus Paul strengthened the Gentile brothers' faith as he planned, and the church something else happens. A cry for help is heard from Troas. Messengers, Paul, Silas, and Timothy, had planned after revisits. The Holy Spirit, however, forbade or prevented that. Macedonia, Achaia, and Asia. Here we see how very clear capital and planting churches within it. This is often, as we said earlier, Thessalonica and Berea. Another important background calls companions. This company is called they up until 16. The next few passages are eyewitness accounts of what happened. It was guiding them either away from certain provinces or moving them to them. It can be seen from a glance of the map that Paul's company or Bithynia, which are all just north of that particular area, that would have made... The Holy Spirit actually prevented, kept them from preaching, but they were muzzled from saying or doing anything that would qualify, speaks through revelation to an individual. Other times, lead the group to a conclusion, not through group debate, but rather through group, which Luke attributes to the providential plan of the Spirit, or through inward circumstances, the Holy Spirit in other parts of the book of Acts. However, it's reasonable to conclude, notes it, and he describes it for us. But finally, Paul has a long time sending us only no's without any yeses at all. And when we are, sometimes we can feel like God has abandoned us. Guidance as a yes. When you are seeking the will of God, the books of 1st and 2nd Thessalonians, 1st and 2nd Corinthians, or the book of up with them. So in summary, God's guidance is negative, always entails wrestling with the evidence and using your mind, botso, simbibotso, which means literally to put the pieces, spread them out on the table, of course you have the picture on the box, you can usually get the boundaries, uh, activity. Uh, these verses show us probably taking together. God's guidance is rational as every case the verbs are plural. The Holy Spirit would not let them in and we can slurs 
there is safety. Uh, the book of Proverbs tells us there's wisdom. Like, where's God in all this? I mean, it's been a long time my heart has desired. God only knows. Sometimes he doesn't tell us right away. An extremely long way by an extremely circuitous verse. Imagine their perplexity. Surely you and I can relate to the visual. It is like a mountainous road on which you often labor hard. Double journey here. Back in, uh, I don't know, 1988, 89, 90. And so we're pedaling along and we're doing okay and sticking our arm in the water to see it's really good. And I turn around and say to her, paddle, help. She's paddling the wrong way. I'm in the energy and the effort, and you don't see the fruit, and you don't see anything happening. Big picture, and you see how much progress you have made and where you are going. Life. You know, I've, I've run into people who were stumped about God's will and just struggling and struggling. What a friend said to me one day, he said, you ain't the only person on God's agenda. And you fall in place before you fall in place. And so there it was another church except Pam told me that if I went to plant a church in Colorado I would do it alone I said you know I really need a place where I can just occupy the pulpit with a staff and preach but that he originally planted but God made it clear you know we, and it would slam shut why God wanted me here and I'm so now, the last thing in our text today is we're going to talk about Lydia made a direct voyage came to Neapolis, which is on the coast, and live because uh, Rome gave them land and money to do so. That these were Jews and God-fearing Gentiles who met weekly for work. Friends uh, went there, which was essentially a synagogue service in dyed cloth. Now, some scholars believe that Lydia wasn't even her name, that Lydia was the name of wealthy people. She came from Thyatira, one of the seven churches in the book of Revelation. Lydia was either a dyer herself or a trader who Old Testament scriptures and she worshipped the one true God. But this was a woman named Lydia from the city of Thyatira, a seller of purple who listened to what was spoken by Paul. On the one hand, nor Lydia's heart were capable in and of themselves of making any response was only possible because God opened her heart. Without that intervention, then uh, she would hearts are closed and the speaker's words are ineffective against the clover to Ephesians chapter 4, beginning in verse 17. I want you to see the napkins. And this is probably one of the clearest passages about it. Uh, Paul longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their mind, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every natural person's heart. So if anybody ever listens to the gospel, in chapter 13 we saw where Paul uh, in believed. They weren't ordained to eternal life because they believed. Same thing. Lydia did not believe and her opened her heart. Um, this fits. 
not that as many as who believe were appointed to eternal life. She responded to the gospel because her heart was open. Why do you believe? And maybe your mother and father don't. Why do you believe? And your brother, God in his sovereign grace has chosen you to belong to him. He's taken away the darkness. He's taken away the hardness. He's given you a new heart. And you, one of the best gospel presentations I ever gave to an individual was jumping up and down about how good this news is. And nothing. Flatline. Works for you. That's fine. You ever got that response? Well, I'm happy for you. If it works for you, that's fine. That usually gets anger and hostility going. People get angry. Um, open these days? I'm open to everything except what? I worked on a freight dock for a long time loading trucks. And when I started out, I wore other names you don't need to know, but all kinds of names. And so I finally worked up enough, seemed like an inch in my hand and I couldn't feel it because I had such calluses built up. That's why I moved. And uh, there's, there's no, no response to the Word of God. It becomes religion, but certainly not the reality of the intimate relationship. Was at least threefold. Number one, she believed the found the gospel coherent. It fit. It fit together. That's how it works. Which is a great relief for me as a preacher, by the way. I understand that. I used to go to bed just struggling and guilty because attractive. It's something that draws you in. It draws you to Jesus. It doesn't. The gospel is convicting. It exposes us. It shows us our her family to the Lord. We are told that she was baptized together, her household, including servants, the servants' children, her own children. And the word oikos for household usually includes infants, baptized babies. This passage does not say that every person that got, at least I would infer from the con context that she was a God-fearer who understood the concept of the covenant and the covenant community. My argument would be yes. You say you can't prove it, but you can't prove it either. Uh, uh, there are... Four household baptism passages had grown up, I mean, had been involved in the entire Jewish uh, system that at least children of believers are regarded as holy. The text only meant that her servants and her children, and the word also indicate, may mean, though we cannot be sure, that she led other adults in her household, home, a ministry center. This is great evidence of her conversion. You see Paul, later on, after he gets arrested, coming back to Lydia's home. It's for her to do ministry. And so when somebody genuinely believes and hears the gospel about ministry and reaching out to others that don't know the gospel, and so they transform, he did. And so what a glorious thing. Once your wallet, your possessions, your homes are open as experience that we see here given for us in the book of Acts. It's a beauty I would have for you. Has that happened to you? Has the faith she was baptized as were members of her household, 
both servants and other dependents. She insisted on opening her home to Paul and his co-workers. By accepting her hospitality, they showed their acceptance of Lydia herself as a believing sister, just as Jesus' dining with outcasts signified the Father's welcome. When we hear God's gracious welcome home, we respond by opening our homes to others. Let us pray. Our gracious God and Father, we thank you for the truth that we have witnessed today by reading the scriptures and hearing the gospel of the beautiful conversion of someone like Lydia, of the mysterious and yet efficacious guidance you give to your people, and the uh, passion for ministry that you gift people with uh, to serve you. Father, we pray that you would stir in us this truth today. Make it work in us. Make it question ourselves. Make, it, make us repent because of what we've heard today. Make us believe because of what we've heard today. And this we pray in Christ's name. Amen.